Hey, sweet friends, it's Kate Moyer here. And on today's episode, I want to talk about family business and how do you get your family to buy in to your business as an entrepreneur? So years ago, I only had a one-year-old and a baby on the way. My husband worked 24-7 on call. And let's be honest, he just smiled and said, sure, dear. <laughs> yeah, okay, whatever. You know, he supported me, but he didn't see the vision. And so over time, my seriousness of how I treated my business as a business and not a hobby definitely helped the situation grow from, you know, just accepting that I was doing this thing to, okay, this is actually making an impact on our family budget. So not only the consistency that I showed and the seriousness that I showed, but the paycheck definitely helps. So the first little bit, whether it's months or years, let's be honest, um, you really can take different times for different people to see the big picture with you. Uh, incentive trips definitely always help to get the, the family on board or your spouse on board, especially, or, you know, your family member or whatnot, your biggest naysayer. If you can take them on a free trip with your company, even better, right? So earning those incentives or earning that paycheck can really change people around you to see it more than just a hobby or a side gig, but to see it as uh, a, a true business. So fast forward now, uh, seven years this fall, uh, being in business and being an entrepreneur, my family is definitely all in. And the best way that I can describe how I get a six-year-old and seven-year-old to understand is the following. The first is just because I have a business doesn't mean that they need to stay out of it. I want to include them in my business. Back in the day, it meant throwing stickers on the back of the catalogs, um, decorating the envelopes of my hostess packages, or um, helping me, you know, sort bags by based on color. Now, because I've moved on to a different model, now it's a matter of okay, if we all do a little something. Then when mommy's done work, we have more time to do fun things as a family. So having them with their own responsibility chart or chore chart or tasks that they have to do um, that are age appropriate for sure allows me to get them to buy into this is a family business and we have to work as a team so that when I'm done work, I'm not spending all the time cleaning and tidying up after everyone and you know, cleaning down the bathroom sink or putting away their lunches from their school bag or helping, you know, feed the dogs or water the plants or whatever it is that they want to help with. So every month at the beginning of the month, we evaluate what chores do they want to tackle for the month. And I like them to choose six things, six small things. And if they do their chores each day, they get a sticker or they can write, you know, draw a pretty picture on that space on the calendar. And at the end of the week, they get paid just like I get paid. They get paid too. And so that is one way that I can say as a family, we're tackling it together. Now, I know some people are on the camp of, you know, kids are kids and they should just be kids and not have to do chores and that may be true, but for me, I want them to learn that we work for our money and it's a collective and we have to work together so that, 
you know, mom isn't running around with her head cut off, you know, freaking out and feeling overwhelmed and stressed and stretched to the max while everyone else just gets to sit and have fun or watch TV or, you know, run around outside. So I want to spend time this summer having fun and having adventures. So the first thing to do is to have them invested and to realize that, you know, to pay for something, to buy something, it costs money and you have to show up consistently to earn that money so that then you can enjoy the rewards and, you know, make those purchases or save up for that big trip or, or whatnot. The second thing we do is we have a piggy bank. And so while the kids do get to spend, you know, their money the way that they wish, I do try to teach them to save up for things. So when Caroline will ask for, hey, mom, I want this toy or I want this bag or this purse or whatever it is that she has her eye on, I'll I'll equate it into how many weeks of allowance. You know, it's 20 weeks of allowance. Is it worth that much money? And not to say that I wouldn't pay for it out of my money, because let's be honest, um, you know, there's lots of things that she needs or wants that are essential items, but, but for frivolous things, it's easy to, for kids to go and say, I want this, I want that, I want this, I want that. They want everything. <laughs> and to put it into terms of allowance, it's interesting to see her six-year-old mind work and say, hmm, it's not really worth that amount of work. Like in her mind, I can see her thinking that way. And that's what I hope for. I want them to be mindful of their spending. I want them to be mindful of, you know, the work and the equity that has to go into bigger purchases and want to save up for those more memory experiences. Like we're saving up for a Disney cruise in March of 2023. And we put money in every Friday. I'll throw money into our family piggy banks. They can see that me working is attributing to that. But me working also means we have, you know, gas in our car and food in our fridge and lights above our head and clothes on our back and toothpaste and toothbrushes and all the essential things that we need. So I think it's important to have kids as part of the conversation, um, even as a young age, and have them invested in seeing the value of money and the time it takes to earn and that it doesn't just fall off of a tree. The third thing that I like to think about with getting family involved in the business is, you know, balancing around their schedule. So a lot of times people will end up working every night in their side gig, especially when you're in a growth mode. And I'm going to challenge you to think, how can you systemize or work around your family schedule? So it's not choosing work over them, but it's balancing work around the family schedule. So when I create my schedule for the month, I will go and first put down what's going on for the family. You know, Wednesday night is women's golf night, you know? So definitely I'm not going to work on Wednesday night because that's a fun night with me and my friends. But also, you know, Tuesday is team night. So if I'm already going to work every Tuesday night for team night, then I'm definitely going to stack that night and get it all out of the way. I'm going to have my team Zoom. I'm going to have my power hour. I'm going to have my opportunity call. I'm really going to stack that evening to maximize the fact that we, we're we not going to be going out and about and watching a movie or going for an adventure on Tuesday nights because that's a non-negotiable for business. Um, but, you know, my husband, he loves, loves, loves hockey and he loves golf. And so in hockey season, I will plan my work um, in the evenings after 830 when the kids are already in bed because they go to bed every night at eight. So I'll book my work for 830 on because I know that he's on 
um, the ice from, you know, he leaves the house around eight and he doesn't get home until about 10 30, 11. So I can feel guilt free about working because nobody else is at home or needs my attention uh, during that time. And so in the summer, I'll kind of look at, okay, when's men's night? Men's night is Thursday nights. Okay. So Thursday nights, he's out golfing. The kids go to bed at eight o'clock. So Thursday nights, I will work because um, he doesn't get home until 8.39. But when he does, he's, he wants to chill and relax and watch a hockey game or a uh, football game or whatnot. So planning around the natural rhythm of the season for our family definitely releases the pressure and make sure that I have a good three or four evenings a week dedicated to family time and, and that it doesn't have to be work, work, work. And the same goes for the weekend. You know, I like to get up early on Saturdays, do my power hour and get it out of the way so I can enjoy the rest of the day without feeling that pressure on me that I have stuff to do. And Sunday night, I like to have, um, you know, a power hour Sunday nights to set myself up and schedule all my posts so that I'm ready to go for the week and I don't have that pressure hanging on me Monday morning. So again, just looking at the rhythm of your business, the rhythm of your family, and blending the two together to make it flexible, um, but not optional. I think that's the, the kicker is some people feel guilt for taking the time away from their family, where I see it as I'm not leaving the house. I'm not having to go in and work somebody else's schedule that they've assigned to me. I have complete control over my hours and my effort is a direct relation to my paycheck. What I put in, I will reap the rewards. And so if you're going to sit there at your computer for an hour scrolling aimlessly, you know my, my answer. Stop the scroll and get to work. Focus on the things that are going to have the most income producing potential so that you're not wasting your family's time. You're able to make um, make progress. Okay, so those are some things I want you to think about as you move forward. And of course, if you can get them to fall in love with your product or be a champion of your product or use your product, you know, even better because there is a little bit of ownership um, or pride in that as well. So um, and your wins are their wins. And I think that's the last one I'd like to comment on is if you hit a goal, you know, celebrate with them because you did it together. Or if you're working towards a goal, put the tracker on the fridge and, you know, involve your family and say, okay, this is what I'm working towards. I'm working towards, you know, one time we had a Disney um, gift card incentive and I want to take the kids on a Disney cruise. And so, you know, it's 5,000, 5,000 American Disney dollars. And so I worked really hard for that and had the tracker with the kids and we, we put stickers on there like no other, you know, or taking my husband to Hawaii, you know, we had stickers and we were tracking it and coloring it in and everything. And I think that's the exciting part is you're all counting down. You're all working towards something and you can kind of see joy in that. So if, if for some reason your family's like, yeah, that's right. Like, like they'll be able to do that. I challenge you to do it anyways. I, I want you to listen above their doubt. And, you know, if you need to use it as a competition or a fuel to light your fire to show up, do so because 
you're worth it. Your goals are worth it. And, you know, eventually that conversation will change and it will be more, wow, look at my wife, like, look at her go, you know, or wow, your wife should do what my wife's doing because like, it's amazing. It's such a blessing to our family. And, and to hear my husband say those things or hear the pride in my kid's voice of what I do, um, it just makes it even that much more worthwhile because it's not just my business, it's their business and we make decisions together. So I would love to know what is one tip or one takeaway that you're going to you know, do this summer with your family so that you can continue to build your family business. And of course, you can always go ahead and click the follow button and post a review if this is helpful for you or share it with your team or other direct sellers because in the Mom Boss Mentor Freak Facebook community, we want to connect and we want to help celebrate and lift each other to be the best mom bosses that we can be. Have an amazing day.